Well, I wanted to talk to you about an incident that happened a couple weeks ago from The Atlantic. The Atlantic is a magazine, used to be based here in Boston. I don't know if it still is. And um, it's known to be a left-wing magazine. And there was an article that came out a few, well, last week, or uh, it was actually on the 13th of August, which is ironic because on that very same day, Nicaragua uh, would not allow a procession. This is kind of like, let's attack Mary Day in a sense. Um, In any case, they came out with the article on the 13th of August. And uh, that's the day before the Assumption of Mary. Well, one of the interesting things to see what the article was about, first of all, it had to be uh, titled a couple times because there was so much pushback because people took it as an attack on them by this writer for The Atlantic who is a hate researcher from Canada. His name is Daniel Paniton. And his article was that uh, the rosary in... One title of the article, he had to retitle it. Well, he didn't have to do it. The uh, magazine did. Uh, How the rosary became an extremist symbol. And I think that was the mistake. I don't know if that was his original title or if that came from the editor. It depends. Some publications, the editor writes the headline. Others, it's the, the writer. So I don't know. But it says how the rosary became an extremist symbol. And people took that as an offense because what they're basically saying is if you pray the rosary, you are an extremist. And then they changed it to how extremist gun culture is trying to co-opt the rosary. And basically what his focus was that a lot of people are using the term of the rosary with military symbols. Well, that actually has been around for a long time. Padre Pio referred to his rosary as his weapon. Um, I don't know if he called it a gun or he called it his weapon. And the term which they use is Church Militant. Now, you probably know of the group called churchmilitant.com. But they actually got the name, they claim, from Pope Leo XIII. And I say they claim because I know the term precedes, actually, the Pope Leo XIII's using it, but they actually got it from an encyclical from Pope Leo XIII, just so you know. And that's where that comes from. And the church on earth is considered the church militant. Well, the obvious question is, against whom is the church militant? And it is against sin and evil, But we see that within the context of St. Paul's writings. Our battle is not against human forces, but against principalities and powers, the rulers of this world of darkness, evil spirits in the regions above. So our battle is not a a physical battle. It's not a battle with uh, armaments when we use the term church militant. However, apparently people are using the term, now remember, the the researcher is Canadian, that's a big difference there, are using the term in regards to military or uh, other forms of gun culture. And he's saying, wait a minute, that's concerning to me. Now, I'll be honest with you, I didn't find the article to be well-researched. If I was the editor... I would look at the article, I would tell him, you need to do more research and rewrite this article, because I, do, I don't believe it was well-researched, I, and I, I would not have accepted it in its current case. 
but I am not an editor for The Atlantic, nor at this point do I ever plan to be. But I think one of the things that he did write, which was taking the Pope out of context, because he wrote right in there the one thing that the Pope said, which is um, the road to holiness, dot, 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 an ellipsis, um, is through spiritual combat. Well, that's not exactly what the Pope said. He said the road to holiness uh, the words are basically is through renunciation and spiritual com- combat or better yet I just got the quote right here there was no path to holiness without some renunciation and without spiritual combat that's the actual statement by Pope Francis who took his name basing himself on Saint Francis well remember Saint Francis gave up the military life he wanted nothing to do with it and he walked away. He fell. I, I don't know if he fell from a horse or he got sick or whatever the case may be. But after that, he never went back to the military life. And that's the Francis that Pope Francis is embracing. Again, this is a classic example of why this really wasn't well researched. That's the Francis the Pope Francis was uh, referring to. And that Francis wouldn't be caught with a gun at all. Of course, he couldn't have because he didn't have a them. But Pope Francis wouldn't either. And so I think that's an important distinction. Um, But there are some concerns, and Mark Shea brought that up in his uh, his bringing up the same, wait a minute, you know, this is a classic example of people being oversensitive here. Those aren't his words, those are mine. But he he brings that up, and he he talks about uh, people are are, are being oversensitive about this. And then he, he shows some pictures of these militarized versions of the rosary. We're going to talk about those on the other side of the break. You're listening to the voice of St. Anthony Parish from Alston, Massachusetts, right here on WROL, 9.50 a.m., 100.3 f.m. And you can also hear us at catholicaudiomedia.com. We'll be right back right after this. I want to call your attention to Catholic TV, which offers great faith-filled, family-friendly programming 24 hours a day. You can find your cable channel at www.getcatholictv.com, and you can watch online on the free apps or check out the YouTube channel. Daily Mass, Rosaries, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and the Our Lady of Perpetual Help Novena are all available online and on demand. Check out CatholicTV.com. And don't forget our own website, CatholicAudioMedia.com. That's CatholicAudioMedia.com. Well, back to the article from Daniel Penitent in The Atlantic. So many online publications responded to this article, hotair.com, townhall.com. Bishop Barron did a video on it, and they basically said that this was an attack on Catholics because they are praying the rosary and it's trying to attack the rosary. So it was an important thing that they were all saying, but I wanted to see a bigger version of what was out there. So I looked for another source as well. So I read Mark Shea's blog responding to this issue. And I wrote uh, to Mark, because you've heard him on this program, you've heard his positions, and I said, you know, thank you for writing it, because I, I, I'm i looking at all different responses, and I'm really glad what he wrote. And Mark really wrote hey, that whole thing, hey, wait a minute, let's, let's look at what's really being said here. And uh, after my comment, he says, thanks for your kind words. My view is that 
it is on us as Catholics to make sure people like Paniton have no cause to feel threatened with violence, which is one of the reasons why Paniton wrote the article. He felt that people would feel threatened with violence with some of the ter- terminology. Not to defend those doing the threatening or worse, pretend they are not threatening or that they do not exist. So I very much appreciate your efforts to address this obscene perversion of the rosary. I'll talk about that in a second. And as he puts it, the false self-pity from Catholics that blames people for seeing what is clearly there. Well, you have to understand that that whole concept is surrounded by a rosary made out of bullets, uh, rosaries, and he's got some of these here, rosaries with military symbolism around them. Uh, you've got, uh, and, and you have to realize, you might say, well, of course it is. It's a spiritual weapon against uh, evil. Yes, but you've got to realize someone is looking at that and doesn't understand that. There's a man on Twitter or, or one of those forces said, fellow extremists checking in and his rosaries are draping over several types of guns. And I, there's nothing that I recognize. Uh, another one, pipe and rosary over a gun. I mean, and these things, and people are looking at that going, wait a minute. What's with the gun in the rosary? So that was the concern that apparently he wrote about. And, you know, one of the things that I learned from my experience in working in different languages, and I don't know if Mr. Panatin is originally a French speaker, he's from Canada, um, but I deal with people who see the visual first, especially if they speak another language. So once they see the visual, the visual will impact them. So I did a bit of an experiment myself, and I went to uh, a group of uh, people who speak another language as their first language, and I don't even know if some of them speak, speak English at all. And I showed them the pictures, and I said, what is your impression here? Some of what I just described here to you. And they were like, what is this? That what what I don't understand this. Well, someone pointed out it says these are are weapons against flesh, but the evil one is spirit. It doesn't make any sense. And someone says these are symbols of power. And of course, when you're approaching God, you uh, approach God in humility. None of that, to the best of my knowledge, was addressed. So they were really looking at this and they were going, what is this? This really is not what we stand for. So it was actually an interesting point. So kind of looking at that entire article, it's important to understand maybe both sides before you react to what's being said. We'll be back with the second program we did in this series right after this. Do you know that you have a standing invitation to our Catholic parish? St. Anthony Parish, located near the Alston-Cambridge line in Boston, Massachusetts, welcomes you to our 10 o'clock a.m. Mass any and every Sunday. We're located at 43 Holton Street in Alston, Massachusetts. That's 43 Holton Street in Alston, Massachusetts. Come worship with us and help us to build this parish. You can see more information from St. Anthony Parish at stsaintanthonyalston.org. That's stsaintanthonyalston.org. STAnthonyAlston.org. You can also check out our media website at CatholicAudioMedia.com. That's CatholicAudioMedia.com. Come by and check us out. Well, I, I was 
kind of looking at a subject to talk about uh, for today's program when I saw the the fruit of yesterday's program. I mean, I put it all together and stuff, and I realized where did this whole thing come up that we as Catholics are proud of our possession of weapons. Now, of course, I don't own a gun. I refuse to own a gun. But as I mentioned to you in Mark Shea's blog entry over on Stumbling Toward Heaven, which you can find at markpshea.com, and it was the issue in response to the uh, article from uh, the, the Atlantic, uh, one of the interesting pictures, it shows people, you know, celebrating the fact that they own a gun as Catholics. And I know a lot of Catholics don't. There's a woman who attended some of our classes and uh, she had, uh, I forget what the t-shirt is, but it was an anti-gun t-shirt and she said she was pro-life. She said pro-life means everything. And I said, well, that, that's an interesting point. But I know one of the pictures that he has over on um Mark P. Shea and the the entry and the entry is entitled my soul megafies the Lord on the right wing perversion of the rosary. He is a picture of two uh, rather famous podcasters uh, proudly holding their guns and uh, you know, their, their weapons. And I'm looking at that and saying, where did this come from that we as Catholics celebrate our ownership of guns? Where did all that come from? Now, one of the things is that it does say, as I've talked to you before in the the um, uh, Catholic teaching, that you do have a right to protect yourself from those who choose to do you harm. But there's a difference between saying, I, I know that I can protect myself from those who choose to do me harm and even possessing a gun in order to protect yourself. You know where I stand on that. I've talked to you before. And proudly holding uh, a weapon that I can't even recognize what it is. Proudly f holding some kind of a, uh, a thing that looks like a machine gun or something like that and saying, I'm proud of this. Where did that come from? You know, the church allows self-defense, but only allows self-defense in the the process that is needed in order to stop the evil intruder so and we learned this in the military we learned exactly the same principle in the military if someone was threatening me and i were to choose to use which obviously i wouldn't because i don't own one you choose to use a weapon in order to protect myself i would only be allowed to use the weapon uh to a point that it would stop the threat and nothing else. I wouldn't be authorized, even if even the military, in the case of a security situation, I would not be authorized to kill the other person unless it was only at that point with the minimum amount of uh, response was what would it took take to stop the evil it would it would be the minimum amount of response would require that i would kill the other person which would be an extremely rare situation and even in the military the instructions were in the case of a security situation you do not shoot to kill that was made very clear to us many times only in the most severe situation of which i am probably not authorized to discuss but aside from that any form of stopping and a threat uh, 
is always with the least amount of effort that is needed. And nine times out of 10, the least amount of effort that is needed is not with a gun. I have been threatened by people. I've been threatened by people who want to beat me up because uh, there was a case of a guy who I was angry that he broke into our church, would get drunk with his dog. And he threatened apparently to beat me up, but someone was aware of it and used a very powerful prayer that just the minute the guy heard the prayer, he walked away, which has been known to happen. And I've used the same prayer as well. And I'm sure many people in the Christian audience know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, I have never been in a position where I've been forced to use a weapon with one exception. And I'll tell you about that in a second. Uh, The only other time, and I never removed it from my holster. I'll tell you that in a second. And that was when I was in the Navy. But I'm one of those people that, and this may be a problem, that people may scream at me and yell at me uh, to antagonize me. And I usually am antagonized. I'll usually go, oh, really? And I'll walk right up to the person. And usually there is a discussion that follows. Not a fight, usually a discussion, because the person knows that I'm serious about responding, not responding to the threat, but responding in a way that I care about the situation. Known for that. And people have literally said, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't go out there. Don't do this. They've literally said that. And I go, yep, I'm going to do it. So I'm not the kind of person who has been known to carry a weapon to say, I dare you to come close to me because I don't carry a weapon. Uh, So as you can see, all of that is just kind of strange that we see these people who are celebrating their possession of guns as Catholics. Where did that come from? I think that's something we need to look at. We'll talk more on the other side of the break. You're listening to the voice of St. Anthony Parish from Alston, Massachusetts, right here on WROL, 950 AM, 100.3 FM. You can also hear us at catholicaudiomedia.com. We'll be right back. I want to call your attention to Catholic TV, which offers great faith-filled, family-friendly programming 24 hours a day. You can find your cable channel at www.getcatholictv.com, and you can watch online on the free apps or check out the YouTube channel. Daily Mass, Rosaries, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, and the Our Lady of Perpetual Help Novena are all available online and on demand. Check out catholictv.com. Dot com. And don't forget our own website, CatholicAudioMedia.com. That's CatholicAudioMedia.com. Check out the website. Sign up for our Substack newsletter. There are more people doing that. And I'm going to be putting more on there on Substack. I've been saying that all along. So that's coming up. And uh, so consider doing that. You can listen to the archives of the show. You can connect to our Podbean account. You can listen to us on your favorite Podbean or favorite uh, podcast platform. You can do all kinds of things over there at CatholicAudioMedia.com. Well, I'll tell you the little story that the one time uh, uh, about use of my weapon, which actually I didn't. We were in Seattle, uh, Washington. Yes, Seattle, Washington. And our ship, this Navy ship, was uh, moored to a pier where there was a bar on it. Can you think of anything that is more heaven? Unfortunately, I quit drinking a short time before that. So I didn't visit the bar. But some of the guys literally had, could count how many steps from the ship to the bar inside the restaurant. Um, but anyway, we had uh, on the parking lot, you had a sign for where the captain could park and where the um, 
executive officer and I think a few others. So someone parked their van in the captain's parking lot and the officer of the deck, I was the petty officer of the watch, the officer of the deck said, I'm sorry, sir, you'll have to remove your, your vehicle. And he says, oh, I'm the captain. No, you're not the captain, sir. Please remove your, your vehicle. Ah, uh, no, the captain said I can park here. No, the captain did not say you could park here. Please remove your vehicle. And this kept going on and on. So finally, eventually, I walked up to the side of the ship. So I am not on the land. I walked up to the side of the ship, slapped my my pistol, my Colt 45, and said, look, pal, move it. And uh, he put up his hands. He said, I'm only kidding, but you guys are serious. And he gets in the van and he drives off. Well, he had no idea that had I pulled my my pistol out of the holster and held it to him and said, move the car, I'll shoot, I'd be doing time in prison. Because, I mean, a United States Navy sailor pulling a gun out against a United States citizen in a United States city? Are you kidding me? I can't do that. So that's the only other time. That's the only time in my entire life I used a weapon. And obviously, I didn't take it out of the holster. I wouldn't dare. I just slapped it and told him to move it because he was, you know, he's given the officer that hard time. The only time in my life I ever uh, used a weapon and I didn't didn't actually use it for what it was designed to be. So where did this whole culture come from? The people who call themselves Catholic are proud to show people their guns. It reminds me of an old Saturday Night Live skit that was based on the show us your, I think it was show us your lark pack. And they did a uh, comedy on it. Show us your guns. It reminds me, where did all this come from? And how is this connected to who we are as Catholics? How do you connect? uh, Here is my gun and my rosary draped, draped over my gun with St. Francis, much less Pope Francis. Where do you connect this with some of the martyrs of the church? Where do you connect this with, you know, granted, you might turn around and say, this reminds us of the Cristero War, but what was the chant of the Cristero War? The Cristero War, the chant was Viva Cristo Rey, and who said Viva Cristo Rey? It was none other than Miguel Pro, who went to his death unarmed in front of a firing squad after what appears to be a black flag operation by the Mexican government to in their move to, to kill priests. That was back uh, uh, literally 100 years ago, and uh, he didn't carry a weapon. So where does this come from? I think that's an interesting thing for us to ask ourselves. And it's an interesting thing for the bishops to address. Bishop Barron said this is classic anti-Catholicism. No, it isn't. It is literally a question we start to ask, We need to start asking ourselves. Where did this, hey, I'm a Catholic and I have a gun come from? Where did this stuff come from? And I think it's time to reflect on that. If you would like to support our program, please consider a donation to St. Anthony Parish in Alston, Massachusetts. There are several ways to consider this. One is to purchase any of our merchandise, which you can find at the shopping tab at catholicaudiomedia.com. That's catholicaudiomedia.com. There are coffee mugs there. There's also my latest book, Encounter Christ in Your Humanity, all of which you can find at the shopping tab at catholicaudiomedia.com. You can also donate to the show directly through either the Donate tab, also at CatholicAudioMedia.com, or by sending a donation through the U.S. Postal Service with your questions and comments at 43 Holton Street, 
Alston, Massachusetts, 02134. That's St. Anthony Parish, 43 Holton Street, Alston, Massachusetts, 02134. Finally, the best way you can support our parish is to attend Mass on Sundays at 10 o'clock and be a part of our parish. We thank you for any support you would like to give to St. Anthony Parish in Alston, Massachusetts, the sponsoring parish for this media outreach to Catholics and other Christians in the WROL, WEZE, and podcast listening audience. In Cristo vivimos.